Oh, hello, Vishesh. Hello. Oh, my God. I have to lower the volume. You're like blasting in my ear. <laughs> Maybe you should lower the volume, Vishesh. I did lower the volume. Yes. Hello there, Vishesh. Hello. How you doing? Oh, you know, jolly good. Oh, great. That's good to know. <laughs> Man, I've been I've been addicted to that uh to the fool of a toque posting group. It's yeah. so great. It's so oh, great. Man. There's one uh, I just saw one where <laughs> Laura and I just saw one where uh, Pippin and Mary are like you know what it's when they're um it's after the the battle of Isengard where they're sitting on top of the like yeah the debris and they're smoking a, a pipe and Pippin's just like so then I said to her, have you ever been full of a toque? Yeah, I just sent that one to you. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's oh, the I one did. I just sent to you in Messenger. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's great. That's a great <laughs> one. Uh, and I've been, uh, because my dad's a big Lord of the Rings fan, I keep sending him uh, them, so he's getting a good laugh out of them, too. <laughs> it, they're funny. They're good. Some of them are really good. <laughs> I like... Um, the the insanity of the Legolas and Gimli ones. Oh yeah, where they keep mixing up like, what about old friends? And it's like Lego Gandalas or whatever. And we we don't want any uh, visitors, well wishes, or disrelations. And what about mediocre third movies in, in a disappointing franchise? <laughs> X Men: The Last Stand Elf. <laughs> Good, I like there was one they kept going to it to it got to the point it was like Lego Lego Lassa Dandolfo Lassa like this really long complicated because <laughs> they kept like adding and adding on to it. Uh, it, oh, it yeah, that's good. And then yeah. the best was today seeing the guy make the comment like you guys need to watch other movies. <laughs> like this is a Lord of the Rings group dude. Like uh. You surprised we're only talking about one movie? Like, come on. Wait, 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 wait. Like, a play with dialogue? I have never heard of such a thing. Never heard of it. Yeah. Nope. Just nudity all the way throughout. Yeah. Nudity and experimental dance numbers. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all with, a play requires. But they, but they have to be together. Those two things have to yes. be together. Otherwise, it's not art. It's naked experimental dancing. Uh, and at one point, he, the actor picks up a, a bucket of red paint and <laughs> pours it all over himself um, because it symbolizes the, the sacrifice an artist must make to his art when performing in front of people. Except it's not a bucket of red paint. It's a bucket of shit. Yeah, it's a bucket of bloody shit. <laughs> it symbolizes our, it symbolizes what all that remains of us in the end. Yes. It's a reminder to us of our mortality and human frailty. Because <laughs> remember, the last thing we all do when we die is, is shit ourselves. <laughs> uh, oh, now that's God. a fringe show waiting to happen. And you know what? That's a fringe show that's probably already happened. Uh, I will never get tired of making fun of really pretentious performance art. No, it's it for me. It's more. What are they thinking? Yeah. Like what's going through their heads that 
they're genuinely like this is gonna be good. Yeah, who do they think? Who do they think is going to want to see this besides their besides their friends and their like theater professors who are all yeah. working for their PhDs? Like, I don't get it. Uh, Never made sense to me. It it's just, yeah. and when they they talk about it all being like profound and symbolic and it's like nobody's getting what you're trying to do nobody's sitting there going like oh yeah i get it now like nobody it's it it, it's this weird and i experienced it in film school too where they make these really weird experimental things where it's like if you know this this idea that if you make it this weird depressing thing that it's somehow automatically going to give you a pass for being like decent you know yeah. what i mean because if it's depressing that automatically means it's profound uh, yeah which is we both know is total horse caca <sighs> yep anyways hello everybody this is uh this is bosco and this is Vishesh and welcome. our exceptionally long introduction to this yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Two Halves of One Idiot, where um, we pick a random topic out of the tiny Tupperware of topics and we riff on it just for you. Yeah. <laughs> our, our last one did <laughs> got some interesting feedback. Oh, yeah. The vegan one. <laughs> oh boy, I, I'm hoping for something a little more lighthearted this time around. Yeah, me, me too. I could use Just, a bit of a, I could use a bit of a break. All right, my hands in the tiny Tupperware topics. Tell me when to stop. Now watch, we get a really heavy one just for uh, that. I hope not. Uh, okay, stop. Uh, okay, what did I pick? <laughs> oh god! Wow! Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Is that Talk a good about... wow or a bad wow? No, no, it's good. It's good. I, okay. No, it's a wow. Because talk about perfect. Um, I picked theater out of it. Oh, shit. How fitting. We were just talking. That's uh, literally what we were talking about when we opened up. Okay, so all we have to do is then just continue on our current uh, thoughts, (laughs) making fun of really pretentious crap. I mean, not necessarily. Like, okay, let's, you know. Both of us are big, big theater people. Like we oh. met doing theater. We've done tons of theater together. We adore and love theater. Like mm-hmm. it's it's one of our passions. I think it's very yeah. safe to say. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's my whole uh, my whole reason for being pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially you because you're a playwright specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I started out. You know, it's funny. Most people start out. You know. Most people go into theater and they start out wanting to be actors, but mm-hmm. for me, it was just like seeing seeing a play and hearing like hearing words come out of people's mouths and seeing like seeing this really these dynamic situations being acted out and knowing that they all originated that what's happening in front of me right now all originated in somebody's head. Yeah, uh, just made me go, shit! I want to do that. I want <laughs> I want to be responsible for a spectacle like that, and uh, yeah. rest is history (laughs) yeah no i know for me i was definitely more on the actor side uh i don't think i've ever written a play except maybe when i was in elementary school there were the times i was like let's write a play you know and like (laughs) nothing ever came out of it but i definitely had the acting bug from because i I joined my first school play when i was five years old we did a 
school production of a Charlie Brown Christmas where I got to play Woodstock. Oh um the little nice. bird yeah it was great uh my mom made me this whole like bird costume and everything and oh. i was fucking adorable okay i was <laughs> little five-year-old me just oh. prancing around the stage fluttering my little wings like <laughs> fucking cutie patootie man <laughs> did you make a, did you make a specific bird noise to go along with it? no i had no lines Oh, okay. I mean, I know Woodstock in, in Peanuts usually is just like garbled nonsense, like, you know, but um, but I was five. Like, uh, you know, one part I would I would really love to play if I were that age and a show like that. What? Teacher. <laughs> well, OK, so the fun part is uh, years later when I was in grade, I want to say grade four, it might have been grade three. We did Charlie Brown Christmas again. And because I was older, I got to play a part with lines and I got to play Pigpen. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, poor Pigpen, man. Just shit everywhere he goes. <laughs> well, not literally, but. Uh, no, yeah. yeah this but dust, this, yeah, just that pile of dust just never leaves him. It's always yeah, there. But I, I just imagine him like. Just like trying to take a bath and trying to get it off, but it just like falls. <laughs> yeah, it just it, he dirties the water instantly, and he's yeah. like, "Well, I guess that's it." <laughs> this is uh, this is who I, this is who I am. This is my yeah. life. This is this is my life now. That's it. So, what was the what was the costume like? Did you have like a um? So <laughs> I had a... covered in dirt. <laughs> yeah, they just they just threw me into a dust pile, and they're like, "Here's your costume." Uh, no, I had um. There was this black shirt, and it was all like patchy to make it look like um they had like patches sewn on it and they with like marker kind of drawn on you know to make it look like dirt lines mm. and with makeup you know i had like patches of dirt on my face uh mm. nothing crazy i mean it's an elementary school production right it's it's, yeah. it's it's for the christmas pageant like it's nothing too crazy but i i was happy i got to de deliver the absolute hilarious line where the curly haired girl she's like look at yourself in the mirror you know and he's like wow i didn't think i looked that good you know like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh pig pen yeah pig pen is nothing if not confident <laughs> yes uh, and you know what that's something we can all learn from just be as confident as pig pen yeah <laughs> uh don't just don't be charlie brown who's just a, a miserable fuck oh boy yeah oh, good grief <laughs> no charlie brown um but from there yeah i did like the school play almost every year uh oh, yeah. when i was in elementary school and that basically culminated to the point that when i was in grade five we did a full-on like the entire school got together to do this uh production of harry potter and the philosopher's stone oh my god yeah we did a full-on like with uh, the school hired uh, this drama teacher to come in and it took the whole year of like writing a script like the school oh. wrote the script together uh auditioning uh rehearsing all year um classrooms like who you know like like the various classrooms had like musical numbers thrown into it so like the kindergartners came out as the owls at one point and sang a song <laughs> like they sang in french like because you know it was montreal so they sang a french yeah. song like new summer lazy boo <laughs> like uh the grade four class played the chess match like the chess pieces uh, like so yeah. they it was really like the whole school coming together 
to put on this show. And it was, it was, you know what, just like, just for that, it was such an amazing collaboration of like every, and we were all so excited about it. Even uh, kids who are not actors, like at all, were so excited to play like their favorite parts from the movies, you know? Yeah, Um, I can imagine. (laughs) So it was, it was a blast of a time. It was a really fun year. Like it was a year as a whole was just really fun. Oh man. Okay. I'm going to guess. Oh, you should already know who I played. Okay. It, it was Malfoy, right? Yes. I played Draco Malfoy. Uh, (laughs) And this was an instance of how much I love acting where I actually dyed my hair full blonde. (laughs) Uh, So I spent a whole year with like full blonde hair and I like slicked it back just like him. (laughs) And I got to say, I, me in grade five actually looks like Tom Felton in the first movie. We look <laughs> almost exactly alike. Not any, not anymore, but at but that age, man, we looked very similar. Striking. Oh yeah. Uh, it was, it's pretty crazy how much we look the same. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was such a, that was a really fun experience. Ooh. Oh man. I would have loved that in grade five. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Who would you have liked to play if you had the chance? Oh, everybody! Uh, uh, (laughs) One man, one man show starring Vishesh doing every role in Harry Potter. Oh, good lord! Well, you know, I actually, I in grade grade three and four, yeah, I actually read the first two books aloud to my class. Mm -hmm. So they like set aside time for for me to do that. Wait, just for you? Yeah. Wait, whoa, whoa, hold on. What? Why did you get this special privilege? Um. I guess because they, I, I don't even remember how it started. I guess I just, uh, I read it out loud. One, I read part of it out loud and they yeah. wanted, the kids wanted to hear me read the rest. And so they just kind of gave me that. Yeah. They just kind of gave me time in the class to, to do it. Wow. And I was, and I was reading the books for the first time as well, like out loud Jesus. to them. So I got to kind of discover the story alongside them, which was, yeah. Is that, was that where that you're, was really um, cool. Is that where your cold reading skills came in? Because if I remember, <laughs> you were f- phenomenal at cold reading. Like every time we did any sort of when we were in TTT together and oh, yeah. any type of cold reading, dude, you nailed the cold <laughs> reading every single time. And I was always in awe. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I wish I could cold read that well. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that may be where it started, because I was just like. I was just doing like whenever different characters would pop up, I'd be like, uh, okay, what, what kind of a voice should I do for this character? Uh, oh, yeah. okay. I <laughs> Okay. So you like, essentially did do a one man Vichesse show of Harry Potter. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would pay to see that. I, I want to see oh, that now. Man. Just a one man Vichesse show of Harry Potter. I and mean, you know what? Of any literary work. How about that? <laughs> Oh just God. any i'll throw a book your way and well that's your one man show <laughs> you know that could actually that could actually be a fun uh segment for the podcast <laughs> just pick a just pick a short story or a novel and throw it my way and i'll just do like a, i'll do my own one man interpretation of it <laughs> so it's basically just uh vishesh reads short stories almost like uh Almost like Sparky Sweets and Thug Notes, but not quite so exaggerated. Yeah, yeah, with your own flair to it, obviously. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I could see that. I, I could definitely you and you have a nice like re- voice, like a nice reading voice. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Like, a good radio voice. <laughs> yeah, I can listen to you talk and fall asleep to it. <laughs> Not because it's boring, but, you know, because it's nice. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I yeah, I some- could just, hey, if you're ever having trouble sleeping, it does, I'll just read to you the, the like the, the documents I, I work with at, uh, at my in my office. That'll put you right to sleep. Can <laughs> you dry, boring? <laughs> can you read the um, the, uh, the phone book to me, Vishesh? <laughs> I would gladly read. Or oh, even better, read. read Apple's terms and services to me. Oh my god! <laughs> it's uh, like, what are some other things that nobody reads? <laughs> <laughs> read Twilight to me. Oh god! <laughs> hey, I you might the, actually make I, it good. I oh, Jesus Christ! I draw the line at Twilight. <laughs> How about uh? I know. I know. I think. I know an even more extreme one that actually no, no I know I draw the line at Fifty Shades. Of Grey. That's exactly that. what <laughs> I was about to say. You read my mind. I was about to oh, say Fifty good Shades. God. Didn't we? I remember once we took a picture during it was during rehearsals for Racial Roulette when like <laughs> I picked up like I think like I picked up Fifty. Someone had a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey and I just picked it up and like read random parts of it out yeah. loud and it was just the most surreal thing like how well how did this get published so i mean how did anyone think that this is like passable not even compelling writing just passable prose like what i mean to be fair have you seen 90 percent of any erotic novel that exists (laughs) yeah i i could totally see why it got published uh it's more just like how is it that out of all erotic novels this one became mainstream this one became the most popular yeah it's just so i will say i remember this photo of you i do know the photo you're talking about uh i was not there for that photo though so i don't know what i don't know what kind of rehearsal no i don't know what kind of rehearsal you guys were doing without me but i was not there (laughs) oh that's really I could have sworn you were there with me i was most definitely not oh well, now I'm was, insulted. Uh, where where the fuck was I? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Why wasn't I there? That's the real question. I really don't know. I don't remember now. But Dude, uh, I any... do remember how it felt reading those passages. Just Yeah. Although I do remember when we were doing racial roulette, uh, reading passages from the Kama Sutra. Oh, yeah. That was great. That, that was, I, oh, that was oh, okay. Hilarious. So, like, the very, um, the, this part always cracks me up. The different levels of penis and vagina sizes which <laughs> like penis sizes it have a nice gradual progression it was something like uh rabbit uh, deer horse or something right <laughs> kind of like no but it makes sense you know it was a, it's a it's a it's a progression that makes sense but then the vagina sizes were like uh rabbit Doe, cow, elephant. What? It jumped from doe to cow. Not even cow, not even elephant, but cow, elephant. Like, it was so absurdly funny. I couldn't stop laughing. Like, what a jump. (laughs) 
Oh God. Oh yeah, because there's that scene where um, uh, Alice uh, Maya was reading the Kama Sutra. Yes. And she was like, trying to try in an effort to like try and seduce my character. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah. I mean, dude, that's that was what funny. a what a concept somebody trying to seduce you period <laughs> like that that yeah. writes itself that should be a whole play in and of itself seducing Jesus vishesh Christ. yeah <laughs> but yeah and there was another passage Spoiler alert it doesn't work <laughs> no obviously not <laughs> uh there was another passage that made me laugh too it's like how to be sexy at your family reunion or something <laughs> And it's like when you're what? sitting. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was a. Um, I don't know if it was something like got lost in translation, but it was like something about being sexy at the family reunion. And it's like when you're sitting next to the person with your toe, just like touch their foot, and then make your way up their leg and to their knee. And and I'm like, this the visual of this is just so <laughs> absurd because now it's like somebody whose toe is just like going up someone's knee and their leg is just like in the air. And it's like, what is going on? What and why your toe? Like, what is going on? <laughs> and why at your family reunion? Like, yeah, that was what, the weird part. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but that's an occasion where I would that that is like, on my the bottom of my list yes actually it's not even on my list of yeah, not the time where i would want to be sexy with my partner like what the um but we digress because we're supposed to be talking about theater and we've somehow <laughs> hey, we've you somehow know started talking about erotic stuff <laughs> hey you know what sex and theater are uh yeah. Well, it's um, They're very, very connected, as I saw, as I saw very quickly when I went to theater school. Yeah. And also, like we were talking about, like right at the introduction, right at the beginning, beginning, the 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 marriage of like nudity on especially, you know, with the Fringe Festival, which was such a big oh, yeah. some something about performances getting naked or sexual on stage just like fucking blew the roof off. I guess. Like, I don't know what it was. I guess because it's, uh, well, because there's no, there's, it's completely like, that the plays are completely chosen at random and you can do whatever you want without any kind of like, you know, you don't have, it, you don't have to go through a jury or any kind of yeah censorship. So you can, so I guess a lot of people just really wanted to get naked in front of everybody. I mean, just good for you but at the same time it's like if you're not doing it with purpose what's the point then it's just yeah it's um i love the song you came up with uh oh naked on stage naked on stage oh i can't even remember the lyrics now fuck but it was great because i i just love that it was to the tune of uh under the sea It just came to me. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Well, I remember that because it was it was the year we were doing the fringe with Rachel Roulette, and there was that yeah. one show. I can't remember the name, but it's it was the I don't want to call it the gay show, but you know, the show about um it, it had was, a it was a period piece about uh about a bunch of 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 queer folks living in Montreal, yes. I think in the 80s. Yeah, the it was epidemic, I'm not like sure, but the whole thing at the uh, fringe for all was just them naked dancing on stage and getting naked. Right. And 
it's yeah. like one this doesn't really tell me anything about the show <laughs> uh and two it people were eating it up you know they were just like oh, oh my yeah. god and there was without naming names there was a particular person who just loved it was just gushing over it and gushing in more ways than one if you know what i mean oh god <laughs> i don't want to i really don't want to picture that but uh, I'm so now sorry. i am I am so, but I mean, the reaction to it was though, they were a very dirty Just, old lady. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's funny, especially considering what you said about our show. Yeah. Remember? Shames airfare. <laughs> airfare. Yeah. The the classic iffy. We'll never forget that one. Oh, it's God. like, what was it? It like seems a bit like wordy to me and it's like whoa that's where the whole like a play yeah. with dialogue did she, did, did she actually say that i thought she just said it seemed iffy yeah I, no anymore. i think she said that with the um the actual review oh if she can okay. I, I don't know i i remember she didn't, she didn't review i don't think she actually reviewed our the show and i'm glad she didn't because uh okay well i do remember I mean the so iffy and the joke about um it plays with dialogue came from that show though it did so yeah. somebody but must have made a comment from, about it I think it came from our show in it being played in conjunction with that other show <laughs> and just just how and how different they were and right you know because we because with the fringe for all like we did a whole scene on stage and mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> being a play proper my scenes are pretty dialogue heavy they yep. are quite verbal because my characters are quite verbal in how they express themselves therefore it would stand to reason that a scene we showed from the play would feature quite a bit of dialogue although no kidding although i mean if i really wanted to go for like if we really wanted to go for like the eye-catching preview whatever then maybe we should have just done the hollywood dance yeah or <laughs> That might or, have been a better idea in retrospect. Or my suggestion, which was for the 11th hour, was to read segments from the Kama Sutra. Like, that, oh, that's yeah. what I pitched to you. I'm like, <laughs> let's just go up there and read parts of the Kama Sutra. Like, why the fuck not? Like, why not? Yeah, yeah you know what? <laughs> yeah, it would have been a much better idea. At that point, uh, like, yeah, no one gave a shit because, anymore. Because sex sells at the fringe, right? It, it does. It does. Uh, it's, I mean, sex sells, period. <laughs> it's like, yeah, people just love, love it. They, they love it any chance they could get. And, uh, which they just, just eat to it, prove, they just eat it right up like a, like a tasty little soup. Just, you know, yeah. Like, uh, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make this reference. I'm, I almost, <laughs> I almost did the, I'll, I'll make it anyways. The cookingwithseaman.com. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Oh, dude, why? I've forgotten about that. I'm sorry you set me up oh. so much with that, with the eating and the oh, teaspoon. And the... <laughs> okay, well, I didn't realize that uh, this episode was... Yeah, we, we're we really... But, uh... <laughs> we were... My Maybe we That's... should put, like, a warning. Just, no, like, we definitely will, but... only, yeah. Uh, I mean, I already put explicit when I publish the uh the podcast for every episode so it's yeah, not okay. like there's no warning that we're not being explicit but this one especially so far just like warning we're talking about theater therefore there's going to be a lot of sexual references yeah. but okay but like to be fair so we've both done theater you've gone to theater school i've done theater yeah. classes 
theater is a very vulnerable and intimate thing. Like it's, it's, yeah, it is. we, we do get very intimate and vulnerable. So it's not crazy that sexuality plays very heavily hand in hand with theater as a whole. I mean, there's the ongoing joke that theater students are just fucking each other like crazy, but it's true. Like, and that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> but it has nothing to do as with someone who has been to theater school. Yeah. I can attest that. Yeah, that is definitely true. And it has <laughs> nothing to do with the fact that they're just horn dogs. It's just, you're with these people in a very vulnerable and intimate way that you, you bond with them in a very close way. Like it, it just, that's yeah. just what happens when you're doing theater. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, as much as we're talking about all this like dirty stuff, it's, it's true. It's a, it goes, it goes hand in hand with it, unfortunately, or yeah. fortunately, depending how you see it. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're asexual or on the asexual spectrum, then it can be kind of, uh, yeah, I bet you had a blast. Oh yeah. Just you see, this is, this is why everyone else's hormones. All oh the yeah. Time. This oh, is why God. I went to film school instead. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna save all the sex. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna save theater for like workshops and outside classes. Uh, I'm not gonna go to school. Well, it, it's not the sex though. It was more the um, theater students are pretentious cocks, man. I it's like yeah. It well, I mean, film students are too, but it was just I couldn't handle a lot of not all of them, obviously, but there's a good chunk of them. I just couldn't handle being around them because there's this weird sense of arrogance that comes about with a lot of theater students. And I'm not sure where it comes from. And there's definitely I know certain schools, again, without naming their names, certain schools kind of drill it in the students' heads like you are now theater actors and you are. You are the greatest people to exist and you are the most important, which is kind of shitty because everyone knows the most important people in a theater production is the crew. Yeah. Like actors are nothing without without the crew. Plays couldn't happen. Yeah. The crew is the most, and I love it because crew, the crew of a theater production is like, the opposite of actors completely yeah. they're laid back and super chill and they they also hate life apparently but at the same time they're really really good at their jobs like yeah yeah, yeah. they're just they're not yeah they're they're not ego hounds they don't hog the spotlight literally mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah like i'll never forget oh my god this was so annoying i had a theater class and it was like first day and I'm walking and I find the classroom. I didn't go in yet. And then two theater students uh, walk by and they found the class. And one of them was like, Oh my God, is this the classroom? And they like walked in. I'm like, Oh, fuck me already. Like this class hasn't <laughs> oh, yeah, even started. I, oh, yeah, I remember you telling me the guy with the like fake British. Accent. Oh, it, what is, is it for theaters? What is it for theater students and doing fake British accents? I, and do you they know think what it makes them sound more sophisticated? And the that, worst like, part RP is RP kind of dialect. Yeah. It, the worst part is I talked to an actual British person once who was in that theater class and they're like, mm-hmm. I fucking hate it. They're like, I hate it when they do that. Cause it there, it's not even a, a proper British accent. It's just like a very generic sounding yeah. British accent. And they're like, I don't get it. Are you from Liverpool? Are you from Birmingham? Like, where are you from? Like <laughs> you're like, you're not doing and you're just annoying, you know? It's almost yeah. like 
I remember I was doing uh, an improv workshop and we were talking about um, boundaries, like more like just making yourself comfortable as a performer on stage, right? With other performers and things we'd like to talk about. And a British guy who also happened to be queer uh, because he did bring up like the queer side, but then he also brought up the fact that being British and having a British accent, a lot of times other performers will come on stage and they'll think he's putting on like a character. So they'll try to match him and do an even more exaggerated British oh. accent, you know, kind of, and then he talked about this idea of like unprotected races. You know what I mean? When it comes to stuff like improv and performance mm. where, and I, I brought that up as well because being Italian, right. Um, yeah. In performance a lot, people will play very over the top, italian caricatures you know you know i'm talking about the very beepity bopity i'm making the pizza like kind of which yeah Yeah. exactly which really it's always bugged me you know what i mean Mm. but i've never said anything because i'm like whatever but i'm like no it's like i have every right to be bothered by that and so he did Mm -hmm. bring up an interesting point about like unprotected races like stuff like Mm -hmm. you know italians and british who we we don't seem to get the same like or any, I guess, Caucasian European race, let's say, doesn't seem to get the same protection in terms of that kind of thing. So people just feel like, oh, I could do like a goofy British accent and it's fine, you know? Mm. And I just wish people would be like, uh, no, stop. <laughs> well, for one thing, it's just, it, if you're if the entirety of your, your bit is, if the, if the humor of your bit is entirely dependent on your accent, then... It's not funny. No. Like, it's just... Uh, I remember what, like I remember one review of... Um, it was an early review of Kim's Convenience, the first season, where mm. the reviewer basically said, like, oh, it's all just, like, funny accents. Like, the humor is only dependent on funny accents. I'm like, no, it's not. It's actually... It's... I mean, yeah, the fact that they're... The fact that the main characters are, you know immigrants from korea who've been living in canada for a long time yeah so they have the accent of their their homeland but they're the the whole point of the show is that they're they're what they the 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 problems that they face daily are the problems that we all kind of face daily and yeah you know the humor derives from that it's not the fact that they have so quote-unquote funny accents and i'm like the fact that you find them, you find them funny is indicative of more than, you know, that's that's pretty telling to me personally. Yeah. Like, Although I do think you could find some humor in miscommunication, right? Yeah, and the show and the show does that too a lot. Like, yeah, it's uh, and it does it very well. And it's funny but, you bring up Kim's Convenience because didn't that start as a fringe show too? It did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look it at that. Started as a fringe show. It tour and then it became pretty big and it toured across Canada and everyone loved Mm -hmm. it. And then yeah, got its own TV series. Yeah. But it, yeah. So I'm kind of happy. I didn't go to theater school. Also theater students, like you said, there's this sort of um, sense of like, they need the spotlight on themselves all the time. So they're always trying to do weird shit for the, but not because they are weird, but for the sake of being weird. Like I remember I was walking by the theater hall one day and one guy just walked up to someone and was like, I need some flesh. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. I was just like, what? And like, they didn't mean it. They were just trying to be like, I don't know what they were trying to be kind of like, Oh, look at me. I'm trying to be, I guess. I don't know. Or 
how the theater students love to get changed right out there in the hallway for everyone ah, to see. Yeah, it, it was just it's it was just odd to me. And I'm like, I'm glad I wasn't part of that environment because it almost and you know what? Hearing a lot of students that did go through those theater um, programs, they themselves have said how toxic uh, those environments yeah. were, unless That's you true. were the select handful who were picked by the teachers as being like the golden childs of the theater program. The rest yeah. of the people of what I heard were treated like absolute trash, mm -hmm. which it's like, why do you want to be part? Like, I, I don't want to be part of that kind of environment. No, I, know? yeah, I briefly, I remember when I was about to graduate high school, I briefly considered auditioning for the dome. But then when I heard about like, when I heard about the kind of environment that it fostered, I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not going to put myself. I remember that. the story when we were at TTT, Aviva was like, because she was bringing Allison to go. Oh, yeah. The dome. I think I, but Allison's yeah. an actress. Like she goes for auditions already. And yeah. stuff. Like she's been working. And they're like, and when she went like, oh, so if she needs to go for auditions. Uh, what? To, what can we do about that and they're like oh well if she wants to be that kind of actress yeah, and she was like you mean actress. a working actress like what <laughs> jesus christ yeah so it's, they just noped right out of there yeah unfortunately <clears throat> um and also all the scandals that came out of that program oh yeah holy crap man that was a nice. nightmare i feel bad you know we know a lot of people who have gone through the program and mm -hmm. a lot of nice wonderful people and yeah. i feel really bad for them the experiences a lot of them had going yeah, through especially it. the women in that program like yeah, yeah that that's that's pretty awful like yeah. the fact that it was going on for so long right under so many people's noses it's just mm -hmm. yeah that's really that looks really really bad yeah but um you know on a more positive note <laughs> not to say all theater in college was bad because we were part of the dawson theater collective which was a lot of fun <laughs> it was yeah 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 it definitely was you know we yeah, you you did do some playwriting in there too for uh, for oh, very, Strata, very 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 little. I didn't. I wasn't like a main writer. I wrote when we did. Uh, yeah, when we did Liz Estrada, I wrote two scenes. Mm. But I ended up writing the funniest scene in the show. You so did. I, <laughs> you know what? I, I I I even though I didn't write much, I should be ha very happy about that. Yeah, quality over quantity, right? I guess I mean, so. It was yeah, it's the <laughs> stupidest fucking scene because it was all the guys were drunk with their massive boners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and well, okay, so I wrote them like it, because it was a it was a joint effort cuz uh, remember Claire? Yes. She wrote the first, the beginning part where they're all sad. So mm -hmm. the fact that they're drunk, she's the one who wrote the fact that they were drunk. And I was the mm -hmm. one who wrote the big argument where they're like, we got to do something about this. <laughs> and then I love Adam's delivery of like, no, Hippotos, no. <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, yeah, no, that cracked me up every time. Yeah. Strange uh, play, but that was a fun scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh and speaking of going naked on stage mr writes a role for himself to go naked on stage <laughs> yeah I, I had yeah one grand total of one line but i was uh yep right there just uh 
it, you know, me and amazing. my dongle. Oh, dude, that was I got to but like there was purpose to it. It made purpose. sense. We were making commentary. We were making a point about how people perceive nudity in, in entertainment versus, you know, how people perceive violence in entertainment, which I mean, of course, everybody knows the double yeah. standard there. And that was also the first DTC show I did. That was not Julius Caesar. Yeah, which was, was a lot. And I got to say, a kudos to the writers. Uh, we're like, what? We were like 20 actors and you somehow were able to write an ensemble piece for 20 characters. Like, oh that's God. amazing. I don't know how we did it, but we did. <laughs> and they were good. Everyone had good stories. Yeah. Uh, we all had like little mini arcs. We all had mm-hmm. it, it. It was great. We all had we all had nice moments too. like, yeah, like nice heartwarming, touching moments. It 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 overall like it was a good it was a good fun show mm-hmm. i yeah i really enjoyed it and i'm really happy i got to say the name of the play in the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was one of fun. my favorite milked, moments yeah you milked that for all it's supposed to oh <laughs> d- yeah no i said the name and then i turned and like did like a little you know nod and wink, wink to the audience kind of yeah. like i gave a little like shit eating grin to the audience like <laughs> yeah that's right i said the name of the show yeah <laughs> i think my one of my favorite parts though is whenever i would like <laughs> in rehearsal and on stage yeah when i would i would you know do my like i would have i would have my roots where i would walk you know backstage in the yeah. in the dawson theater <laughs> and uh you know i would walk up there and that would be the path would be cleared for me basically and you <laughs> everyone and you <laughs> and you and alice would just like run off stage oh yeah yeah well before i got there <laughs> i had to get a good view Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I I always thought you should walk on on flip flops. Like uh, how amazing! Yeah, because people would hear it coming before you came. We walk off, and all you hear is flip flop, flip flop, flip, and then you just appear on stage. Yeah, I love. What what was it? That last performance that the audience was just clapping for like five minutes. Oh my god, <laughs> they would not stop, and I had to stand there in the stage lights and just wait for it to be over <sighs> just Wonderful. like okay yes thank you i get it okay please stop oh uh, wonderful <sighs> i do you remember to the first time you got naked in front of all of us oh yeah oh, dude, how could i forget Frickin the freaking security guards were passing <laughs> by, and I was standing in the bathroom of like oh. near five B sixteen. Yeah, completely. Yep, just that was the best part because you had just run off to go put your clothes back on, and right yeah. when you like walked off, that's when the elevator opened with the security guard, and we were all <laughs> laughing, and he was confused. Yeah, <laughs> but I just. I just remember too, because you were about to do it. And obviously we were all like giddy and excited. So me and Alice, like we did our scene, like so rushed and fast. And we like ran off and everyone was like, everyone was like all like laughing and like grabbing each other. Like, Oh my God, we're going to see a penis. And like, uh, and then Anne had to like, stop the whole thing. Like, okay. Yeah. Stop. And like gave us this whole speech about the point (laughs) of the scene and like why we're doing it. And our reaction is like, is like the whole reason we're doing this and yada, yada, yada. And this whole time you're just standing in the back, stark naked, waiting to come on. Yep. I'm just like, uh, okay. 
can I uh, <laughs> can I just do this so we can all go home? Oh, wonderful. And that was the show, too, that solidified our friendship. It was, yeah. I think yeah. that was where we became really close. Yeah, and we started basically every time we had a project, we're like working. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to do, you want to, hey, I got this short film. Uh, you want to do this? We're all, uh, hey, I got this play coming on. You want to play this character? Uh, yeah. And we it. would, and I love how we would like, every time we would like force each other to do like crazier and crazier things. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of yeah. culminated in uh, in uh, racial roulette. <laughs> yeah. You and the freaking turban and oh, man. dancing like, Bollywood. You, I, and you know what? I love that role. <laughs> I I really enjoyed I, I really enjoyed uh playing it and obviously there was a part of me that was afraid because uh for the okay so for all the listeners out there we did a show you know what, it's your play why don't you explain it okay so we did a show called racial roulette which I wrote and the premise of that show was about uh <laughs> it was a uh, uh an Indo Indo Canadian guy and a white Canadian guy who were who were friends and uh they butted heads a lot uh and basically the show ends up that they kind of end up pulling a freaky friday and switching bodies and uh hilarity ensues that's that's the short version but we don't just switch body because okay so as you all know vishesh is a very westernized uh south asian uh he's not like you're you're very western yeah i'm i'm you know, I was born here, grew up here. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And essentially, that's how Vishesh was playing his role. Uh, his role was just a Western eye, you know, somebody who was Canadian who just happened to be South Asian of, you know, or his origins just happened to be South Asian. Uh, but when we switched bodies, uh, he wasn't just him in my body. It was a he started to grow more and more stereotypical in my body. And it got to, so when I, we first wake up, I had an Indian accent and then the next time you see me, I had the turban and the sash and then I busted out into a Bollywood dance because my emotions were so confusing. I just have to sing about it. Uh, It was wonderful. Oh my God. Yeah. That got a big, that got a big laugh every time. Every uh, single time. The Bollywood number. Yeah. Best part of the play. Um. And there was there was part of me that was worried because obviously as a white person playing an Indian and a stereotypical Indian character, you know, yeah. there's always that fear that people will see it and take it the wrong way yeah. and not get what the play is about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's the benefit that it was written by you, a South Asian yeah. person. Uh, and, you know, it, 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 it was made very clear from the beginning of the show, like it's setting it up, like we get the idea. But, you know, there's always those few people who might not get it. And all they'll see is just a white person doing like a minstrel show kind of thing. Yeah, you know? uh, we, yeah. And I think we had a discussion about that at one mm-hmm. point. But, you know, it's but the way I think it helped the way you played it too really helped because yeah. it was so like, because it's supposed to be a ridiculous, a really silly stereotype. Yeah. It, your performance kind of pushed it to a level that was, it It became so ridiculous that it's not even <laughs> like, it's not even offensive anymore. It's just like, yeah. What was it when I, um, did this happen? Funny. 
Did this happen where I pull out a recorder and I like start snake charming? Did you that did. happen? You okay. did. Oh my I, I don't God. know if the, I don't know if that was just a dream or if I'm remembering that correctly. No, no, we we I uh oh how did I don't know how you got your hands on the recorder. You must have like I don't know pulled it out from somewhere, but it was oh perfect. we all know it was, where it was perfect. Yeah, you just pulled it out of your ass and just started playing it. I think that's how we blocked it too. Like you literally like, just like like it just like. <laughs> Fears in your head. Yeah. Like, well, it's okay. there's supposed to be a sort of magical quality to like whatever was happening to me, right? Yeah, so. there is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was uh, great. And it was a great cast. I mean, Marilyn and Alice were fantastic too. Yeah, right? they were. They, they were. deserve all the credit that they mm -hmm. deserve. Yeah, they were um, both very funny. <laughs> oh, and speak since we're talking about the show, uh, one of the best parts about theater are um mishaps right like things oh, that can yeah. go wrong oh my god and oh boy uh, you know this show had plenty of those oh uh, my lord ble bless his heart but our stage um our stage manager was just not on the ball at the beginning no it took a while for him to kind of find his feet yeah. i uh, love the um waking up the next morning and we're waiting oh, for the morning suite to play yeah yeah when we when we wake up and we discover we're in each other's we, we switch, switch bodies yeah <laughs> yeah we were we were lying on stage in total darkness and the lights didn't come on for like i don't know it felt like 15 minutes and then so i finally just like i finally just let out a like a yawn like a like that like stretching out my arms to try and like Q Alex, our Q our stage manager, and uh, <laughs> just eventually the light the lights finally came on. And while we were doing our scene in the middle of our scene, it, we just heard doo -doo, yeah, doo -doo. morning sleep, and it got a big laugh. So it still worked. Uh, yeah, it kudos for him on that comedic timing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, also, there was a, with all the fart sounds. Oh my and god. I like because yeah, your character is supposed to be having diarrhea off stage. Yeah, but he it was a scene too early where I was doing stand-up comedy and I'm walking off stage oh, yeah. and, and it's like all you hear is like boo, boo, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it worked. Like it was could have just so been blowing a sort of. Sure, it worked. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but I you know what? As a theater actor, there's nothing more terrifying than when something goes wrong on stage yeah. and it everyone is it just has that like two seconds of panic of like oh shit yeah. what do we do yeah. what do we do what do we do <laughs> yeah do you okay what would you say is like would you have a good story of like one of those moments happening on oh, stage oh yeah okay i got one so Great. i can't wait i was uh <laughs> it was the first show i did in high school um and I was, uh, okay, get this. It was The Diary of Anne Frank, stage <laughs> adaptation of uh, Anne Frank's famous diary yep. that she wrote in, uh, in the attic during World yeah. War II. And I was playing, uh, I was playing Mr. Dussel, who was the dentist who stayed with the two families. You know what, dude? You make a good dentist. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. Why? I, can't I don't know. I could just see it. Like you look like you could play a dent. I'm not saying you could be a dentist in real life. I'm saying like if I had to give you some sort of doctorate profession, I could see you as a dentist. Yeah, that kind of works. <laughs> but yeah, I was uh, I was the dentist who stayed with the two families, and there's and it was the 
I remember this was the dress rehearsal of the play and we were showing it to the uh, we were showing it to the, the kids in the elementary school yeah and oh god this is actually really terrible it was the last the second to last scene of the play yeah. uh where the family and it's the it's the it's the hardest scene to play and it's the hardest scene to watch it's the scene where the, the nazis find the two families and take them away. i should i'm sorry i'm and, only laughing in anticipation okay yeah so and before that before that scene the lights go down and we have to do a very quick change yeah and i was not accustomed to doing those in the dark and uh so what happened was i accidentally <clears throat> i was trying to reach for my clothes and i accidentally grabbed uh the nightgown of the act the actress who was playing and sister mark <laughs> And I put it on without <laughs> thinking and <laughs> over the clothes that I was already wearing. And when the lights came on, I was standing, I, I was standing there wearing the nightgown over my clothes, and I had to do the whole scene like that. And everyone was just looking at me like, <laughs> like they were just Oh, that is too fun. <laughs> I know. And and it just it just yeah it just added you know the layer of the exact layer of gravitas <laughs> to that scene this very like... sad very sorrowful scene <laughs> and and we were all and then after we did it we were all uh we were all sitting on the edge of the stage you know for notes and stuff oh. And my drama teacher just just looked at me. She just stopped dead, and she looked at me, and she goes, "Vishesh, I cannot tell you how ridiculous you looked." <laughs> oh, uh, I, wish, I wish I saw that, dude. Well, I would have so died. I, I know. I now, yeah, but now I have that story to tell. Oh, dude, that's amazing! It's because it's like such a serious moment. It's like, why I is know. this doctor in this nightgown? <laughs> Yeah, it's just was <laughs> totally ruined. Yeah. Oh, that's too much. Yeah. Oh, that's fortunately cool. it didn't happen again. It didn't happen in any of the actual shows. Oh, dude, just, that was wonderful. I Thank remembered you where my clothes that. were hanging up, but yeah, just. Oh, oh my god, dude! Because I'm visual. Because I'm picturing you in a night oh i'm just picturing it man in a dress yeah it's just so just, wonderful it's it's amazing it's such yeah. a great image yeah oh uh, great times man well you know what you did what any proper actor would do and you just continued yeah and, soldiered on you know. yeah i mean that's what you're supposed to do in theater right you make a mistake and you just keep going like the mistake never happened yep or like that was rehearsed <laughs> yeah or if you're the play that goes wrong, then you just, it's part of the whole show. Well, yeah, so it's very rehearsed. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's a, uh, have you seen the TV show? No, I have not. The goes wrong show? Oh, dude, it's great. Like, there's some great moments in it. Uh, and it's very much, I do find it's, it's for theater people, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> definitely for, like, I feel a lot of people who, aren't really theater people miss half the jokes mm -hmm. yeah no it's yeah. true there's mm -mm. yeah <laughs> there's a certain kind of uh, familiarity you get with the 
the volatile nature of, of live theater and how unpredictable yeah. it actually is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's a hard part too. Like if you're playing like a bad actor on stage, right? Yeah. Like your 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 character is like if it's a play within a play and you're a bad you're playing a bad actor. And so you start doing all these little things that are considered not good theater etiquette, right? Like yeah. your 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 backs to the audience or you're you're projecting weirdly or anything like that. It, half the audience is not going to get it. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen? Oh, I love it. Have you seen Waiting for Guffman? No, I have not. Oh, I've, dude, I've... you got to watch it, man. It, okay, you know what? That's a future for the love of media because I love that movie. But mm. there's so many theater jokes that yeah if you don't know theater or haven't done you're not gonna get you're gonna miss half the jokes you know like there's uh the because it's like community theater and there's the couple played by fred ward and um catherine o'hara who they do like all the community productions and so they're auditioning for the new show and at one point like uh, at the end, he's like, here, um, here, let me uh, like they're done the audition. He's like, thank you. Thank you. And he's like, there's like a stool. He's like, here, I'm going to oh, do my. Can I just strike that? You see, like we've done theater. So we know the terms like stuff like that. You know, it's just really oh, funny. Yeah, no, I have to watch that. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Catherine O'Hara funny. is brilliant. Like when mm-hmm. they do the play within a play, her performance is fucking hysterical. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. Um, speaking of moments that go wrong in a show, uh, you'll remember this one. And this is one of my favorite <laughs> stories to tell. So <laughs> this is the famous incident that happened when we were doing Storyville. Uh, where, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we were doing a show called Storyville. Um, essentially, it's a collection of uh, children's stories and uh, fables and we all played like a variety of different characters and we were using puppets to play these characters. And one of the final, I think it is the like final story. One of the final stories right at the end uh, is chicken licking. And I was playing the uh, titular chicken licking uh, with my manic energy and just frantic squawking. I played the perfect chicken and I come out, I'm doing my whole chicken thing. I'm like, ah! I'm like, one day, chicken licking out when an acorn fell on his head. And wouldn't you know, right at that moment, as if the gods of theater just handed me perfect timing after this fictional imaginary acorn knocks me on the head, my nose starts to bleed profusely and i'm not talking about just a, i'm talking it's starting to gush okay and yeah, i'm like <laughs> yeah and i'm in the audience with kids and i don't know what to do i'm like i can't and i'm com- i'm staying in character right i'm like oh, oh no oh no <laughs> and I'm like, I remember I was turning. I'm like trying to look at Aviva, like to show her my nose is bleeding. She didn't know. And then finally, like, and then the kids in the audience, like their faces turned from like, I'm watching to just kind of like, oh my God, like this, this yeah. horror. And then this one little kid in the audience 
comes up and hands me tissues and i'm oh, just like yeah. oh thank you <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, don't worry it happens every day <laughs> oh yeah that was when ellen turned around yeah because all of you had your backs turned so all of you right i i got the beautiful moment of seeing each of you one by one turning around to to, to see the horror and just the shock <laughs> and like and ellen's was the great she comes out like oh goosey lucy and then no wait I don't, I don't remember who she played, but whatever. I think she, I think she was, yeah. Oh, okay, so Goosey Lucy, and then like, and then just that pause of like staring at me like, and then be like, chicken licking, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it happens every day. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, oh, uh, And then doing the rest of the show with a nosebleed. Oh, man. Good you know time. what, though? I mean, even even without the acorn hitting him, chicken licking is such a like. Yeah. He's such a manic character you know that it would make sense that his <laughs> yeah nose he bleeds he he time. probably yeah he probably like busts a vein in his brain like multiple times a day <laughs> it, and it was it was so interesting because somebody after the show came up to me and they're like oh i thought that was part of the show i'm like get out of here like <laughs> get out of town like yeah you put, this yeah we had like a device that you put up your nose and then you just like <laughs> It was so planned out. Oh, like, uh, yeah. It, it was planned out. That nosebleed every time. I just know how to bleed on command. Yeah. That's, that's, um, oh, there was another t- great TTT one. So you weren't there because I was still in junior tour at that time. Oh, okay. So this was, this was a little before your time, um, like a year. <laughs> okay. And it was, we used to do junior tour does, uh, like the first half of the year they prepare sort of like monologues and scenes that they showcase to, to friends and family at the end mm-hmm. in December. Yeah. And one guy was doing the scene and it was heavy duty. It was like a really dramatic piece. Uh, his friend committed suicide and it, he's dealing with the grief, you know, mm-hmm. and all and just the pain that comes with it and the confusion. And it starts, you know, and he, he's doing a, fantastic job just going through the motions of like confusion and like acceptance and like and then it was the the sort of breaking point for the character where they get he got so he got angry right right like like, and he was like ah shit and he like knocked his like binder off his chair and went to sit down like you know like after having a burst you kind of like collapse right yeah so he collapsed and Mm. He, it was like this moment of silence and it, you know, like that captivating moment of silence when the audience is just like, oh, wow, like they're, they're into it. Right. Mm-hmm. They're really bi- And in that moment of silence, a little girl in the front row bends over and farts. <laughs> she just I bends was- over and lets out a fucking squeaker. <laughs> like literally it was like, Burr! and to make it worse immediately she like popped up and looked at her dad and was like "Uh oh (laughs) and this guy stood up no no she didn't stand up she was like oh god like sitting but she like bent forward you know and then popped up like her like her back um and this guy holy he held it together he held it together Finished the scene beautifully, but us in the audience, we were fucking dude. You know, when you have those moments where you're trying so you can't laugh, it's such an, yeah. but 
it wants to come out and you're holding mm-hmm. it in and you just you just can't you you're yeah. just like you're just like you know like yeah it's uh, like when you're it's uh, like when you're at a funeral and the tension is so like palpable and you know you're yeah. not supposed to laugh but then you just yeah. something although, some small thing happens and you just lose it yeah although at a funeral i would <laughs> find it more appropriate if someone burst out laughing because it grief does weird things to you you know mm-hmm. like i think that's perfectly like you don't know what to do so you just start laughing like it, it's it, it happens you know it's a very natural yeah. but like in this case it's like oh fuck like <laughs> yeah oh my god oh man wonderful but you know what that's the world of theater like things could be since it's all live things could be unpredictable and it, i mean you remember how it was when we were doing the shakespeare tour right Oh yeah, and there was a lot of audience interaction, and anything could happen. Yeah, anything could happen when you're interacting with, especially with a bunch of high schoolers. Yeah, or elementary school kids. Like it's just, <laughs> uh, it becomes completely, uh, yeah, rife for spontaneity. <laughs> yeah, and oh, especially those shows. Like we, I think we saw it all. <laughs> oh yeah. Every it, kind of every kind of audience, every kind of uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, I'll I'll never forget like because you know it's cause when we were doing Midsummer Night's Dream and it's a scene mm-hmm. where uh, he's got the kid playing the moon and one oh, kid yeah. one kid for in all his infinite wisdom was like I'm gonna do a Borat impression. Oh my! This God. whole time it's like I am the moon. Okay, I obviously was not in. This. You weren't there. Okay, it's no, I it's like. And, yeah, no, I don't remember this. And then when he was like, as Pyramus, you know, he's like, I'm going to kill myself. The kid was like, don't do it. Oh my God. <laughs> Were you there when he was about to kill himself and the kid grabbed the sword? and was like, no, no. Like trying to pull the sword away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <I do remember. laughs> oh, God. All oh. good laughs. All good laughs. Yeah. I, uh, I'll never. Oh, man. There was. You know the school, I'm not naming the school, I don't remember the name of the school, but it, we called it the school from hell because we did it in the gym and it oh, really yeah. felt like you were walking into like the bowels of hell because it was just so goddamn hot. Uh, um, that school, those kids, like I could have sued them for sexual harassment because you know as Puck, I'm like in the yeah. audience, right? And these kids are grabbing my ass. I slap oh like God. yeah it, it would like completely inappropriate behavior and it's mm-hmm. like oh my god horrible kid like you see what i mean anything can happen yeah. in the world of theater mm-hmm. you gotta make sure you're per- yeah so you gotta try to make sure your performers are safe to an extent to prevent that kind yeah. of thing from happening but uh yeah <laughs> and at that right. same school when we were doing 12th night we we finally bought fans for ourselves and wouldn't you know uh, it, the kids sitting in the front row would bend down and turn the fan towards themselves, which <laughs> made it even funnier because in character, you'd like walk up to the fan and turn it back towards. <laughs> <laughs> like it made it funny. Oh, my God. Okay, so since we're on topic, what would you say was your most favorite role you've ever done in theater? Oh, that's easy for me. Uh the role that I favorite role that I played as an actor was uh, the role of the tiger, the Bengal tiger. The oh yeah, <clears throat> the one fucking but, show I missed. I know. <laughs> I'm uh, pissed. <laughs> uh, I was so sad because that's that was like 
the culmination of everything I'd learned in my years of like, you know, because I haven't had a lot of like, I haven't had a lot of formal training as an actor, but I've had a yeah. lot of on the job experience that it's, that's taught me a lot of things. So, and that show was just the culmination of, of everything I'd learned. So basically the, 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 the premise of the play is uh, it takes place in Iraq, in Baghdad, during the first days of uh, the American occupation. And, uh, and a, a tiger is in the Baghdad Zoo, which has just been looted, and a couple of soldiers are guarding it. And one soldier tries to, a sol- one of the soldiers tries to feed the tiger, and the tiger bites the soldier's hand off, and the other soldier shoots and kills the tiger. Mm-hmm. And the tiger's ghost then basically rises up out of his body and then kind of wanders around the city kind of and kind of looking in on all these different stories that are taking place and commenting on them while trying to find while trying to sort of uh search for the meaning of life and for you know a god and a godless universe and Hmm. it's it's very like it's it's poetic and it's 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 very uh it's poetic and it's it's tragic in a way but it's also there's also a lot of there's kind of an undercurrent of, of darkly comedic uh yeah uh material to it which was you know which is evident since you know robin williams actually played the tiger on broadway did he now there. oh i didn't know that yeah he did oh you had yeah. big footsteps to follow yeah <laughs> big pop big big paw prints to follow yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, of what I heard, interpretation. of what I heard, what? you did a phenomenal job. Ah, oh, thanks, man. Of what yeah, I heard, it ended up being very, very different from his. But I think it was, uh, you know, I think I tapped into, uh, you know, I tapped into kind of the feral rage of this creature, which made it very satisfying to play. And, yeah, uh, it's just, uh, it's one of those roles that really just kind of stays with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I still feel you know even when i'm walking around and i just kind of you know you move you move your body in a certain way and you can kind of call it back yeah and uh there's one monologue in particular which i anytime i i had an audition after that i would use that monologue because nice. it's just yeah. so powerful when uh, is when the tiger meets the ghost of a little girl who was blown apart whose face was blown apart by a bomb oh shit and okay he basically tries to like he tries to comfort her however he can, but he's also kind of like, you know, like, I don't know what to tell this kid. Like, yeah. how am I supposed to tell her that the world is completely senseless and full of god-awful destruction and violence? And uh, it's just, it's, ah, oh, it's such a great play. I mm. might even, hell, I might even do a For the Love of Media episode on that because it's wow. just, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, Although- it's just a wonderful piece of work. And I'm really, really glad I got to do it. I wish I got to see you do it. Hello? Hello? I wish I got to see you do it. I know. Yeah. I really wished you got to I see was, that. I was, was in Punta. Just... Yeah. Oh, now I remember. I was in Punta Cana at the time. That's why I didn't see it. Yeah. You were on vacation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking yeah, Punta it Cana. Sucks. It, just, it, it just coincided with, uh, I think it ended just as you came back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's why you didn't get to you didn't get to see I, it. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but no, I, I, uh, I saw pictures of it. Your beard was absolutely wonderful. Um, you, you should oh, grow yeah. it like that more often. <laughs> very, very itchy. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. No, it was. 
I'm really glad I took it because that role was like that that's the that's you know people talk about like once in a lifetime parts that they get I think for me this was that once in a lifetime part like I'm never I knew that I'd never gotten anything like that been able I'd never been I'd never played any part like that before and Mm -hmm. I knew I probably wouldn't get to play a part like that again after that so I had to do it yeah yeah for sure for sure that was my that was my ups nice no that's a good yeah. pick that makes total well, i don't know what would you out of all the roles that you've played <laughs> out of all the roles that you've played also an years, easy one what would you say is your favorite that's also an easy one um it's sir andrew agachi yeah. from 12th night oh yeah oh, like that so. <laughs> to this it like you yeah. explained like one of those roles that just that's a role that just <laughs> sticks with you uh this role has stuck with yeah. me I still think about it. I still look back on it with fond, fond memories. I'm aching to like, I I have that ache to just play the role like one more time, you know, do the show just one last time. It was the only show I've ever done that on the final, final performance, I was close to tears. Like I don't usually, uh, that doesn't usually happen to me, but this show, like that final performance, there was something about it that just felt so magical, you know, that I can't, I've never been able mm-hmm. to repeat on another show or have with any other show. And just that moment when like the curtain call was happening and we were all dancing to um, shut up and dance with me and everyone was standing, doing a standing ovation and stuff. Like it just, oh, yeah. it would, there was just something about it that just like, it was just, so like i said it was just magical and i wish i could play that role again uh and i think for me the reason i loved it so much was that it was really the peak of my like physical comedy um i did so much physical comedy yeah. with that character uh i got to do the inchworm that's where my inchworm came from uh i got to like do a lot of stumbling and bumbling uh, I, I loved playing a character who was so stupid, but like finding the believability behind the stupidity, right? Finding a character who he's mm-hmm. so arrogant and constantly overcompensating, but because all he wants is for everyone to like him and just nobody likes him, you know, mm-hmm. just and just playing with that and just all these moments of just pure stupidity coming from him, but it's because he's trying to say, he's just trying to impress, but he's failing miserably. And it's just, I had way too much fun with it. And well, not like you can have too much fun, but yeah, it's just a role. I had so much fun with I just embodied completely every time I did it. And I will never forget it. And I would love, love to play Sir Andrew Agachik one day uh, in straight Shakespeare, just do like a straight, version of 12th night oh man yeah that would be that would be amazing i i i would definitely agree that it was the peak of your 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 comedic performance because i remember seeing it at the at the fundraiser yeah that you guys did and uh and i just yeah the first thing i thought was like this is this is the role that really kind of called upon all of your your faculties as a as a comedic performer and uh you know, in, in the way that you kind of, the way that you kind of moved around in that, in that world, the way that you delivered your lines, the way that you kind of, you, uh, you kind of went for every, every laugh and got it. 
Yeah. It's like, it was assured in a way that, you know, every, it seemed like every one of your, kind of like what I said, but kind of like what I said for my role, like every one of your past performances have been kind of building up to this. Yes. Yeah. Because... And it really paid off. It was really great to see that. Yeah. Cause like, I've always been a very kind of clownish physical performer and it was really at 12th mm. night when it all just fell into place perfectly. Like I finally found my footing, you know, in terms of physicality, I finally found yeah. how to use my body, like in the best possible way um, and everything. And mm. since then, I still, I'm still a very physical performer. You know, when I do improv, I still uh, utilize that part of me. When I do any theater, I still use that part, but I feel like that was very, that was a high, like that was like the height of it. Not to say that I peaked and I'll never peak again, you know, but it was definitely <laughs> a moment it was that, a high point for sure yeah it, it was definitely and it was definitely a moment that will stay with me forever in terms of theater and performance yeah yeah i yeah, i I, sure. and I know I can definitely see that and not just me uh, like it was one of those moments where like the whole cast came together just absolutely wonderfully um, because it was such a great show. I loved mm. do that was one of my favorite shows I've ever done. Uh, because it was just hilarious mm. from start to end, and it was such a great and the schools <laughs> loved it. And I knew me and who, like both actors who were playing Toby, we were doing something right because every time there was the third scene that Andrew and Toby walk in, we kind of like walk in together. Every mm -hmm. single time we walked in the audience of kids would always be like, oh, like, <laughs> oh, my God, these guys, you know what I mean? Kind of this reaction of like, yeah. oh, my God, these guys, like, what are they going to do now? And it like every single time that happened, it was such a great feeling. You know, it's such a good feeling to know mm. that, especially high schoolers, that they're, they're engaged with the show to the point that your character just walking on, they're reacting to that, you know, in such an yeah. audible way. Mm -hmm. And I yeah, feel like it's it's especially it's especially satisfying with kids because they are the most frank and honest audience that you will have. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're if they're not into what you're doing, they'll let you know. But if they are into what you're doing, they will return your energy a thousandfold. Nice. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you could and that's the thing about yeah. theater, too, like. You can feel, you feed off the audience, right? You feed off the audience's energy. And when the audience is engaged, mm -hmm. you feel it, man. Even if it, even if they're quiet, you can feel their energy mm -hmm. just, just seeping into you. And you're just like, oh yeah. Like, like, oh yeah, you give it to me, you know? And it, there's, there's always something kind of weird yeah. about an audience <clears throat> that feels like asleep. Cause you're like, my God, like you feel like you're doing a terrible job almost. Cause you're like, dear Lord, this, there's nothing. This audience is giving us nothing. Like, like, are we doing a bad job? Like what's going on? And it just feels flat the whole night. But when yeah. the audience is into it, man, you're riding that wave. You're yeah, riding that the best, the best moments. Oh yeah. Um, I think, you know what I'm thinking? Cause like theater is such a big broad topic that, <laughs> We could talk about. We could almost do several whole podcasts. Yeah, I'm thinking we could do time. like a part two eventually because there's so much we haven't talked yeah. about. But uh, just to end this, um, yeah, what is a theater endeavor that you have not done that you would love to do one day? 
Okay. Well, I, well, from a, oh my God, I've been talking so much. Yeah. Are you okay? What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Okay. I'm okay. Do you need a fisherman's Uh, friend? I I have fisherman's friend. Do you want one? Uh, Yeah. Just if you could just hand it over, you know, through the, uh, the portal of space and time. Yeah. Uh, Open your window. I'm throwing it. (laughs) uh, uh, There we go. Okay. Now you're welcome. Um, yeah so what's a theater what was the question (laughs) (laughs) what is there a theater endeavor uh that you have not done yet that you would love to do in the future like a future project that you would absolutely love to do in regards to theater okay well uh from a playwriting standpoint i would love to write a a big epic historical drama with with loads and loads of characters whoa Um, that would be amazing because yeah because i'm used to writing you know i've written shorter plays for very small casts and i just you know i'd like to kind of expand my expand my vision and uh Mm -hmm. you know write something that's meant for maybe a bigger stage and a bigger playing area and uh a story that encompasses more, uh, just more characters and more, uh, more conflict. Yeah, I just love to. I just really love to do that. Yeah. And as an actor, what would is there like? Is there any thing you would like to pursue? Oh, uh, you know, to be honest, I. To be honest, I would just really love to get on stage again, like in person. I've been missing it so much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, I would just really love to be part of, you know, any, to, to just be part of any production again in that capacity. Even if it's, I don't even care about, you know, the size of the role. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just really love to be part of something again, because for the last year and a half, I have been. I have really, really deeply felt the absence of theater in my life. Yeah. And even before that, I wasn't really, I hadn't really done a, a, a big, you know, an acting role in a while. And I just, I just really would love to do it again. Yeah. I, I totally feel you on that one. Cause I went through a period where I hadn't done theater for a while as well. And then I was finally getting back into it, doing like community theater. Like I was doing theater at Tobacco um, here mm. in the city. Yeah. Uh, and then finally I got a role. I was going to do children's theater again. I was going to do a children's theater production um, where I got oh, yeah. to do that over the top, uh, which by the way, it's still happening. Um, I just, oh, uh, where I'm doing, where I'm teaching that workshop <clears throat> and stuff for improv for kids. Um they they're the ones who were doing the, sh- the the show and they told me that they're still planning on doing it they actually have a theater reserve for this december to possibly do oh the show God. and i told them i'm still in i'm like i'm still in i still so i'm really excited like just doing children's theater where i get to be a complete buffoon again and like bring <laughs> you know over the top energy and um all my physical prowess is back like i i'm so excited for that uh but i'm thinking yeah. like oh. In terms of more ambitious projects, there's a few things like I would love to do. Like I've always wanted to do a musical. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's one of those theater pieces that sort of has eluded me because I'm not much of a singer, 
right? Mm. So I would love to do, and there are musical aspects to the ch- the children's show that I'm doing, but I'm right. talking about like musical musical you know what i mean like a not children's theater musical but like an actual like and i've written i've actually written down a few ideas of my own of like original musicals that i would love to write and do um yeah those are probably the only stage pieces i've ever written uh i would love to do an absurdist ensemble piece uh where it's just an ensemble piece of like 15 Mm. people let's say but it's like there's no story there's no thread it's just absurdist like it's almost like a sketch (laughs) review but i don't want to call it a sketch review like it there is just an absurdist ensemble piece with like would be really fun to do and yeah fucking method mad man we gotta do method mad yeah oh my god it's gonna go back to that play yeah I will. I'll. I will go back to it eventually. I just need some. It's one of those things where I just needed. I need just need some time apart from it to really like see where it needs to go. Yeah. And then once I have that clear idea, I can get back into it again. Mm-hmm. But it will happen. It'll yeah. Happen. No, dude. Ever since you wrote Method Mad, yeah. I'm like, I I've been itching to do it. I'm. I've been <laughs> wanting to. It's so good. It's a really good play i love the character that you have for me i've been wanting to play him for so long i it's gonna happen and you know what it's gonna happen even if like i have to fucking produce it myself okay like i'm gonna like it's gonna happen we're gonna do it we will do it yeah oh man i really hope so (sighs) one day one day (laughs) one day And on that note, I guess that's a great time uh, to end right there. Uh, Final thoughts on theater. I love theater. I've done theater my whole life. I will never stop doing theater. Um, There's such an exciting thrill of being on stage, performing live, where you get to see the audiences, see and feel the audience's reactions almost immediately. And just Mm. being able to perform and entertain on a stage. Like, I'm one of those people that in person... I'm not the most confident. I'm not the most social, but you put me on stage and it's like, I'm a completely different person. That's where I feel the most confident is on stage performing Mm -hmm. and theater has done wonders for my confidence and self-esteem. And it's something that will always be close to me. Mm. Yeah. I feel exactly the same way. It's uh, yeah. It's something that uh, I, I get exactly what you're saying. I mean, in person, I'm not, I'm not the most, social or, or confident either but when i get on stage all of that melts away and i just i just think it's a great place to to it's a great place to tell stories uh and kind of just really get at the truth of things in a way where you you in, a, in an environment where you don't really have to you don't you don't have to be so we don't have to be so um we don't have to tiptoe around each other quite as much <clears throat> we can just get it <clears throat> oh my god excuse me <clears throat> you got kermit the we frog just, in there yeah we can just get at the truth in in a much more direct way and uh, i've always admired it for that and i will always i will always continue admiring it mm-hmm. for that i mean you know i wake up every day with new ideas and just this kind of single-minded you know burning vision yeah 
for my shows and and just <clears throat> one day I will manage to get all of them up there. I hope. Hopefully. Yeah, dude, dude, for sure you will. And there's nothing I want more to do than to do another production with you. Like it's it's got to happen. It's mm-hmm. been too long. It's been too long. It's been too long. Uh, we've yeah. got we've got to get together again and like and I think the beauty of the pandemic is that it's made us it's made that desire strong, you know? I definitely agree. Like the pandemic has given me the drive to like just create so much so that I can be like, okay, when we get through this, when theaters open up again fully, I will have many, many things to show people. And, you know, it will all have been worth it. Yeah. 100%, man. Yeah. So hopefully that day will come. Hopefully yeah. it will come. <laughs> yeah, it will. It will. We just have to wait for it. Yeah. Well, until next time, I'm Bosco. And I'm Vishesh. And we will see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.